Welcome to Colonial Church's Deep Dive series. These sessions are meant to act as a companion to our messages, where we speak to our pastors about what went into the creation of the messages, flesh out some of the larger points, and get insight into what they hope some of the takeaways are, while also getting a preview of what's to come. If you haven't already listened to the companion message, we highly recommend doing so beforehand. Otherwise, we hope you enjoy these and grow in them. Hey everybody, welcome back to Deep Dive with Colonial Church. This is Chris here, and as always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Tommy Davis. Howdy. (laughs) (laughs) New season, bro. New season. (laughs) Wow. Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, hey. I don't even have a response for that. New season, new intro. Yeah. (laughs) I've been working hard on one, really like been writing it out and stuff like that, and so I landed on howdy. Do we feel good? In, we'll, we'll wait and out. see what the public says. <laughs> wait for a response. <laughs> we'll wait for the general feedback. And uh, with us again is Pastor Matty McClory. Hello, everyone. <laughs> that's a that's a better intro than very, howdy. You sounded very English. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Australian. English is the same thing. Um, I probably actually just Ooh. made people mad by saying that. <laughs> I just words. thought about that. Yeah. Oh, aggressive. We'll see. We'll see what happens with the comments. Um. <laughs> All right, today we are going to be discussing a two-part series called Heads or Tails that we've been doing for the past two weekends here in church. Um, It has been an amazing series, and I feel like, honestly, I'm I'm just going to say it from the beginning, I feel like you just pulled it out of nowhere. I don't even know where you had this one hiding. Mm -hmm. It just came out of nowhere, and it has just floored some people, myself included. So Heads or Tails, what's uh, what's it all about, Pastor Matt? Yeah, the genesis of this... uh little mini series it's kind of cool actually it just came out of life of our church so hmm. um, multiple conversations i had probably three or four weeks ago um just with people going through things encountering situations in, in their lives where they um you know using sort of examples like, like feeling you know ripped off or mm. like feeling like they'd <clears throat> missed an opportunity or feeling like um, just it was cool like like all of these different conversations just seemed to kind of line up and I was just reading you know part of my job really as the lead pastor of our church is to see what's happening to our church and sort of mm. in a sense like mm-hmm. be that clarifying voice mm-hmm. through God's word you know and, and that's that's sort of yeah, you know, a, a cool feature of kind of this position I find mm-hmm. myself in today. Yeah. But I had multiple conversations with people where they were experiencing difficulty or they were just not getting the kind of breakthrough or just feeling like they'd been, you know, essentially ripped off in some way, shape or form or just yeah. felt like they were getting mm-hmm. a raw deal on something. So mm-hmm. I was just like finding myself in several situations. Where I was like, you know, like, come on, like, remember who you are. Like, remember, like you know, Mm -hmm. how much God loves you. Remember that like he's only got the best for you and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then I just started to say to people over and over, like, remember you're the head, not the tail. You're Mm -hmm. the head, not the tail. Like you've got to, you've got to remember this. Like Mm -hmm. when you, um, you know, are encountering conversations and you are trying to, to get the desired outcome. Part of it is letting God be God. But the other part of it is like, just remembering like he has got you back mm. yeah. and mm. you should expect favor. You should yeah. expect increase. You should expect to get like looked after because that's how God sees you. So yeah, it was just multiple conversations in a time where I was just like, you know, wedged in between planning and flourishing and vision Sunday. And I'm just mm. like, God, mm-hmm. what do you want to say? So 
all that to say it's really cool because it came out of the life of our church mm-hmm. yeah and i love that yeah literally people's situations conversations we've had me ministering to them um yeah that's pretty much it mm-hmm. i think that's so cool because like sitting here listening to that story it, it shows me a couple of things it shows me a that you've got your finger on the pulse of our church and our family in such a way that's just kind of blows my mind i don't know how you keep up with all of it but then b like your willingness and your your ability to not only listen to these people and minister to these people but then listen to how the holy spirit is going to move in you to to further minister to these people mm-hmm. to take mm-hmm. the problems and the you know the situations that they're coming to you with and saying like well here's what god's word has to say about it and turning that into like a two-part you know, messages, that's mind blowing. That's awesome. Um, I love it. I mm-hmm. yeah. genuinely love yeah. like what I get to do and, um, the way God uses it. Um, just got to keep a firm grip on, you know, where the power comes from yeah. and who's in control of it and what the desired outcome, which is always just to, to meet people where they're at, preach to their Mondays and just, yeah, just, Watch the the revelation unfold in people's lives. It's super cool. Yeah. We're blessed. That's awesome. Yeah. The kind of anchor text for this series came out of Deuteronomy 28. Um, and, you know, you don't have to read the whole thing, but maybe just kind of sum it up for us what, what you were hoping people were really going to take away from that passage. Super cool book, Deuteronomy. Um, it's basically, you know, um, Moses' last sermon. Like it's like his last message, his last declaration to his people. swan song, so to speak. Yeah, and like in the message translation, you know, Eugene Peterson at the intro talks about Deuteronomy as like his final command, his final kind of like encouragement to God's people and then he basically goes up a mountain and dies. Um, and it's kind of cool to see it from that context because he's pleading in a sense with his people and just saying like, this is what God's going to do to you. This is what God's going to um, bless you with. This is how you're going to end up um, being, you know, if you remember your covenant, if you diligently keep the the law and, you know, focus on God, this is what you'll get out of it. This mm-hmm. is what's going to happen. This is how God's going to take care of you. And it, wedged in the middle of it is this amazing, you know, I just think incredible thought or picture, which is you will be, he will make you the head and not the tail, mm-hmm. uh, above and not beneath, um, other translations have some cool wording, but basically that's in, in most of them, they all say head, not the tail. Mm-hmm. And I just think in in a sense, drawing out of that passage, what how we left now in the New Testament, well, Jesus has done what Jesus has done. So we live on the other side of the resurrection of, of, of Jesus. So we get to choose now, like either we just embody what, what we're supposed to as believers, which is to take on, you know, this new life, um, and to live as the head. So to me, I'm just like heads or tails, mm-hmm. you know, how are you going to live? How yeah. do you want to live? Mm-hmm. Like, cause God, God will make you the head. Um, and we just have to walk into that beautiful freedom that God has for us. So yeah, Deuteronomy 28, um, and then paired up, um, with some cool new Testament scriptures, uh, mm-hmm. Matthew, uh, 16 or 13 last week. And then this week was Ephesians three talking mm-hmm. about the depth of God's riches and just the, 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 yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself, but basically looking at those, the, you know, everything through a new Testament lens, mm-hmm. but drawing on kind of the foundational aspects of like old Testament truth. Yeah. So, yeah. You talked about in part one, um, it, 
you kind of explained the difference between like a contract and a covenant. And you yeah. talked about mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. my value is based on who God is and not what I do. Um, mm-hmm. And you talked about the kind of the old way of being contractual. Like mm-hmm. I have to live up to these laws and God will bless me. Yeah. Then along comes Jesus. And now we're in the new covenant rather than the old contract. Yeah. Um, so maybe talk about where that came from for you and like the importance of that difference because i think that sometimes can be lost on people the difference between a contract and a covenant and what it means mm. for us in our salvation journey yeah it really comes down to like i think about it this way like contracts are about minimums mm-hmm. and um get out clauses mm-hmm. whereas covenants are like get in yeah clauses that's good, yeah <laughs> um and that's that's the difference i think for us today is we got to understand in a covenant relationship with god in the new testament new covenant relationship um he is you know um given us so much he's gone over and above like um the law was all about like bare minimums mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um requirements needed to be met whereas the new covenant's all about heart posture and just a you know, God residing in our hearts, creating in us a new heart. So that was kind of the um, that was kind of the, the the basis for that thought. But I really drove home the point last week, and again a little bit today, was just you know, where does my value come from? Mm-hmm. Trying to you know just always bring it back to remember, like you know, the value that we're given is not is not based on how good a person we are. We have to be Mm -hmm. so vigilant, I believe, in, you know, our messages, our church, the way we even approach people is just like it's got zero to do with how good you are. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. all it's all about the precious blood of Jesus Christ and and the depth of God's goodness. It's got zero to do with like what you've done. Yeah. Um and so my value is based a hundred percent on that. And nothing about like what I personally bring to the table, yeah. <laughs> which is, which is you know, the Bible talks about like our, you know, the very best of what we have, you know, is like filthy rags. Mm-hmm. So picture mm-hmm. like picture like your garage rags that you pull out um, to clean off like the dirtiest of surfaces. Yeah, and the Bible mm-hmm. talks about the, our very best day, our very best moment is is like that. Yeah, compared to you know, the, the goodness of God. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so we got to remember like God has given us that value. So our value comes from him being made righteous because of Jesus, not through works, not through performance. Yeah. It's so cool because like, I mean, you, you brought it up, so I'm going to go ahead and dive into it a little bit, but like that point of my value as a person, not being defined by me, not to being defined by my world, but being defined by what God says. Mm-hmm. And you go on to say, you know, whatever God says, no man can undo. So like if God spoke it, mm. that's it. Mm-hmm. There's no yeah. if, ands, or buts about mm. it. There's no restart. Mm. Um, and to me, that just speaks to the power of this message being, it's it's like a mental health message in a sense, because I yeah. know so many of us here, especially in this day and age, and I know mm-hmm. we it's easy to say in this day and age, but I mean, the reality is like we struggle all the time with self-worth issues. You know, we are mm-hmm. always comparing ourselves to somebody, to the next best thing. We're always wondering, how can I be better? Because yeah. that's what society tells us yeah. most mm-hmm. of the time is, how can yeah. you improve yourself? How can you be better? And that's not to say self-improvement, self-care, all these things aren't good. Right. But like focusing that and grounding that in the fact that, no, God values me. You know, he has mm-hmm. set me above mm-hmm. because 
that's what he said he was going to do. Like mm-hmm. just the simplicity of that, but the power of that, mm-hmm. remembering that kind of, yes, God values you and he's going to bless you. Yeah. You talked about that today. Like, yeah, it's not wrong to ask for blessing, mm-hmm. you know, because God wants to use that blessing and that provision that he provides you to create margin. Then you can bless other people. Yeah. You know, it's not a selfish mm-hmm. desire, you know, yeah. and you talk about the false mm-hmm. humility sometimes we fall into, but yeah, I just kept, I kept coming back to that. Like this to me was able to speak to so many issues that people have, you know, myself, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it like self-worth. It's always been something that I've struggled with. And like, right. this mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. reminding me like, Hey, mm-hmm. you are valued because God says you're valued mm-hmm. and you're valued by him. Yeah. So what else matters? <laughs> you have to get your, you have to get your worth from him because otherwise, you know, that's what I was really harping on about today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Spent a yeah. long time talking about like, you know, what he said, we've got to cling to that because, um, to, to cling to anything else, it's just like, uh, like it says in Jeremiah one, which is one of the verses I used. It's just like grass that fades and withers, Mm -hmm. but the word of the Lord stands forever. Um, so, so in terms of worth, like it just, yeah, I think great point. Like this day and age we're in, um, you know, there is so much, opportunity for comparison there is so Mm -hmm. much opportunity for us to to look across at what someone else is doing and say hey like uh, i'm not i'm not i must not be as valuable because i'm not like them or i don't have what they have whereas you know i just fundamentally believe if we just read our bibles more than we read our iphones um Hmm. it's amazing how much you know better we would do mentally yeah emotionally you know, it's the tr- word for somebody. It's true. Like, mm-hmm. it, and I'm not the first pastor and I won't be the last to say it. Yeah. Like it's, it's, uh, it's so important. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. That's awesome. Um, I wonder too, with your conversations kind of back to where the genesis of this story came to you and you don't have to get personal obviously with this, but do you encounter that? I would almost imagine you have to encounter that daily as a pastor, people struggling with just self-worth issues. Like, I feel like that's just something we as a culture and society all have to work on. Yes. I would say it's, um, it's prevalent. It's, it's constantly there. Um, you know, our whole lives really are, are all about, you know, attaining God's best, living up to God's best, seeing God's best is like possible for us. So, as a pastor, like one of the things you just find yourself doing over and over again is just, you know, encountering people, situations, problems, and then saying, hey, this is what God says about that. This is what God's, um, not expectation, because again, that's striving to be something to then work into God's good graces. It's yeah, not yeah. about that. It's about, hey, you know, yeah, this here's, here's like a hopeless situation, mm-hmm. but let me point you to hope and this is the hope you have. And then like, so like someone loses a, a loved one, um, you know, happens all the time. Like people lose mm-hmm. people. There's, there's, it's, 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 uh, it's just part of this world, part of living this world. But then my job or our job as pastors and a team is to say, but remember the hope we have, mm-hmm. you know, which is an anchor for our yeah. soul. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that I always come back to that verse. <laughs> we're, we're just like, we're, we're constantly saying, yeah, here's, here's where you're at, but here's God's best just remember like you know you're valuable and and he loves you so mm-hmm. yeah self-worth definitely one of those things that um 
you know, again, another reason to be planted in 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 church because, you know, you think about like all the statistics and all the all the things that all the struggle out there. You know, if we're if we're hearing these things repeatedly over and over every single week, like I don't care what anyone says. Like if you're here, if you're here, and it's it gets rooted d- down mm, deep into your yeah. heart mm-hmm. and into your life, and I think that's what happened to me. Yeah, all mm-hmm. those years ago is like I just spent like a decade of just constantly being in church, planted. And just hearing this stuff over and over mm-hmm. and over and over again to the point where at some point along the way, the revelation came. Yeah. Like yeah. I got it for myself and I was yeah. like, wow, yeah, this is how I, see, I should see mm-hmm. myself because this is what God said. Yeah, that's good. That's huge. So good. Another point you brought up, and this was the one, this was from part one of this series and it really stuck with me, like a lot of points too, but it's this idea of, I will let God write my story. And then you went on to say like, who or what do you let write your story? And better yet, do you try to get involved in the story that's being written? And like that to me was like, oh, okay, gut punch. Like who am I letting Mm -hmm. truly write my story? And am I getting in the way? I think at one point you just said like, stop trying to pick up the pin and just let God write. So Mm -hmm. yeah, crack open that one because I think there's a lot to be said there. And I feel like that's a, series within itself quite honestly (laughs) yeah the story of our lives we've got to let god write them and so um you know again a conversation i had with someone this is where all this all this kind of came from was just ministering to people and ministering this one person and that that were really like this particular person felt like they'd missed out on something and I just was encouraging him not to see it that way. Mm-hmm. That like you you didn't miss out. Like you just you just haven't seen what God has for you yet. So what you've got to do, and this is the words came out of my mouth. I said to them, "What you've got to do is you've got to let God write the story." Mm. And and so that again, that's how the series was birthed. It was birthed out of these conversations I had with people in our church. And so I um so you know one of the one of the biggest things I think we've got to do is we've got to get out of the way so God can have his way. Mm-hmm. And so I just think about that a lot. I'm just like, Lord, how can I move myself out of the way so you can do what you want to do, but still partner with you as you do it? Mm-hmm. And so that that's really what it, what it's about. But but if you let God write your story, and this is the point three from last week, and if you listen to this, you haven't listened to last week's message, please go back and, because I would probably favor pup part one versus part two because that was more foundational Mm. like part two was just sort of like a bit of cream on top (laughs) but uh but still helpful i think um but point three was you've got to let god write your story and what i was alluding to there and i hope i explained it well enough was like think of the you know ephesians 320 talks about like the like the immeasurable the you know uh, over and above anything you could ever ask think or imagine paul says that like god can do anything so I was just saying, if you let God write your story, if you truly are the head and tail and you know God's going to take care of you, think of the very best thing that you could ever be blessed with. Mm-hmm. Or think of like, say you're trying to, you know, get a promotion or a career or a job or whatever. Think of the the, the very best that, that would, in your mind, be possible. Mm-hmm. And then let God write the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and see yeah. how good it's going to be. And yeah. he's done that in my life where I've wanted something, I believe for something I could I could say this about my wife. I could say this about one of the, you know multiple jobs that I've been given. Take the very best thing that you can think and then let God write the story. Wow. Mm. Like that's the revelation of being the head and not the tail. It's just that trust component that comes in where it's just like, okay, now I'm gonna hand the pen over to you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna take it back. 
Yeah. And that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do because yeah. you want to, sh- yeah. you want to, you know, insert yourself into the situation. You want to try to take control. You want to control the outcome. You want to try to force the result. So mm-hmm. it's a good challenge for all of us to remember, like, if we let God write the story, it'll be better than we could ever come up with on our own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it too, because he's such a good father that I've found in my journey that there are moments where I do try to take the pin from him and he lets me, you know, mm-hmm. he lets me a little bit. He lets me try to write a little bit of the story. And yeah. then there's that moment where I'm like, things aren't going as good as they could have been. And I hand the pin back over and it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This yeah. is mm-hmm. what you want. Mm. All right. Great. Yeah. And I think there's like that moment of like truly listening to the Holy Spirit. Cause I think that's what you're kind of getting at is like letting the Holy Spirit work in your life and let God act through you. Mm. It's like, where you, you're freed up by mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Freedom in, in the Holy Spirit and in God. Great. This mm-hmm. is what I was missing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just had this thought of, and this might be, we'll see if it's going to be like a little bit of a challenging type question, but where does stewardship fall in line with this you know like Mm -hmm. in our stories we're entrusted with things yeah how do we how like anyone out there like how are we deciphering something that we've been entrusted to take care of or something that we need to release back to god to let him kind of continue writing it well you know god is a god of order not chaos Mm -hmm. so in any in any endeavor or, or thing that we do for god like he's not saying that we'd be reckless with it. Mm-hmm. So, but he, but he calls us to be diligent. So in Deuteronomy 28, in the message today, what I read was like, if you, um, it says, if you diligently keep the commands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the onus is, the, the, the onus is on us to steward the opportunities God gives us. Mm-hmm. The opportunities that he brings our way, that's not ours to create. Yeah. He brings those yeah. into our world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But along the way, we're to do what what we need to. So, for example, you believe in to get a, a great job, mm-hmm. right? You still got to go to the job interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You, you still, still put in the work. You, you still got to send your resume into a company, or mm-hmm. you know, you still got to explore opportunities and see what's out there. Mm-hmm. But you know, God's the one who writes the best stories. So, you know, and to to go back to your point, that's why I think prayer is so important mm-hmm. in yeah. this. Is we have to constantly, you know, that whole pray without ceasing thing is mm-hmm. like, let's constantly, you know, give these things to the Lord in prayer. Um, and I'm challenged to do that all the time. Like, like when Jill and I have encountered things where we like really wanted something, like even I talked to you stories about like us finding venues for church. Like mm-hmm. quite often I'd find myself on on my knees in prayer and just saying, Lord, like what it's whatever you want, mm-hmm. yeah. but you're going to have to do something here. You're yeah. going to have to show up. You're going to have to like... Um, give clear direction, all that sort of stuff. And that's the part where it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to do my part. But the big ticket item, the big part yeah. is like, you know, like a 26,000 square foot opportunity, mm-hmm. like the one we're in. Yeah. Um, that can only come from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, that's good. It's funny. I keep thinking honestly about that in this whole kind of series when we're talking about letting God kind of write the story like us two years ago. Like we were praying for a place 
to call home, you know, mm-hmm. for Colonial to be able to permanently meet and now look mm-hmm. at us like that. If you want to talk about God writing a better story than we could ever imagine, this yeah. building where we're at right now and where we're headed mm-hmm. is such a testimony to that. Like we couldn't yeah. dream of this. Yeah, there's no way. Like, That's right. And this mm-hmm. is home now. And yep. It's like such a cool part of God's story. But I think it's really important too to like back to what Tommy was talking about with stewardship to talk about the idea of like you're not asking for like blessing to be reckless. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, cause I yep. think sometimes that's what you, when you talk about that false humility, a lot of Christians have, it's because we're worried we're going to be perceived as like, Oh, I'm asking for blessing because I just want to live mm-hmm. large and be reckless. Yeah. And it's like, no, God doesn't want to bless you that way. God yep. wants to bless you. So what did you say? He, you can have margin. So mm-hmm. therefore you can use that margin to bless others. Yep. And I think mm-hmm. is that's what Paul's really trying to get at in mm-hmm. the epistles. A lot of time is like, Hey, like you're, you're the chosen, you know, you're God's chosen people use this blessing, use this grace to help others not to turn inward. Cause that's what a lot of the churches were doing. And that's what a lot of churches nowadays, yeah. a lot of people have trouble with is we yeah. turn inward. Because we get really scared that, oh, I've got this blessing. It's not mm-hmm. going to last long, so I need to be selfish. You yeah. know? And instead, if we just turned our gaze outward and relied on God to continue to bless mm-hmm. us and to continue to write the story, mm-hmm. wow, what a different story it would be, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, man. This is good. I feel like this message is... I know you talked about you've been getting feedback that's been really positive. Like I feel like this is going to be one of those ones that's going to stick with people for a while. Yeah, I, I feel like it is too. It um I just yeah, I was blown away last week just by the amount of like feedback, you know. Mm-hmm. And feedback like to me is, is sometimes I get it, sometimes I don't. Like mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not looking for it like all the time, not looking for like people to pat me on the back, but there are just some messages where you just sense the widespread yes. Mm-hmm. That's like huge and that that's for me and like wow, I got so much out of that and all these different sort of stories and it's just it's just cool. So just leaning into that again and and again, just coming ahead of Vision Sunday, which is next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, how can we, you know, position ourselves? I feel like God has really well positioned us to, to mm-hmm. look ahead with a vision. Yeah. yeah. So it's exciting. It's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. Super stoked. Well, thank you guys for being here today. It was a lot of fun. Very sure. Amazing. Much love. We hope that you got something from that and it challenges you to grow. Please share it with someone who needs to hear it and reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you and your thoughts on the message and this session. Until next time, God bless.